You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. This is Jim and... I'm Blake. Blake Bender. Blake Bender. Blake Eugene Bender. So today, our topic, since it is the very beginning of November... First of all, how was your Halloween? My Halloween was great. I... Stayed home with my dogs as they freaked out with everything going on around them. Mm, not, many, not many trick-or-treaters, though. Not many trick-or-treaters? Mm-mm. We had a whole thing of candy that we left outside our door, and then we forgot to turn the light on, forgot to plug the, uh, <laughs> the ghosty thing in, and put the lights on, and put candles in the pumpkins so nobody came to our door. Did you sneak out intermittently and snag a few pieces of candy and then run back in? No, because we were down at the lumberyard, so we walked around, and I unabashedly ate. 500 Butterfingers. It was like the nice. Butterfinger. It was like that was the theme this was year. The theme of Halloween. Yeah, Butterfinger. Was, Strong was, theme. Yeah, it was pretty good. So anyway, so the topic today is, and it kind of, idea kind of came to me on Halloween, quite uh-huh. honestly, is how to finish 2018 strong, how to finish this year strong, mm-hmm. and then also how to survive the holidays. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when we publish this in the next week or so, it'll be right around the time where we're getting people are getting starting to get amped up about the holidays. And and I think it's so important that if you can finish the year strong, go into the next year, rested, recuperated, ready to roll, just kind of sets the tone for, mm-hmm. for the next year. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that every year the holidays come and go and they completely uh, just flip my life upside down for a little bit of time. Why is that? Why? Um, yeah. It's just like sugar cookies, man. They, uh, they'll, they'll get you every time. And, and there's just so many little opportunities to, you know, get thrown off your usual routine and schedule. And I think most people yep. do. I identify like the new year as kind of a restart and they want to use that as an opportunity to start feel better and integrate their new routines and yep. things like that. And there's just like a lot of opportunities to get sidetracked from that, even if it is, you know, in many cases a positive, you know, in, in many ways, a really positive thing for you, but it's yeah. very easy to get out of your, your rhythm and flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about how to finish this year strong or you want to talk about the holidays first? Go Let's go holidays first. I feel Let's like we got to get through the holidays. Let's get through the holidays and we'll talk about finishing it strong. All right. right. So, so a couple things about the holidays, right? So here's my one minute take on them. Everybody's crazy. Everyone's crazy all the time though. So Everyone's it's not exclusive to the holidays. Right. Everyone's always running late. Things that usually take half an hour take two and a half hours. Everyone runs around like they're panicked out of their mind. It is arguably the most stressful time of the year. And and, and it's a time that really theoretically should be the best time of the year for sure. most. So anyway, so um, I have some ideas on some of the things that I do during the holidays and that some just some other advice. I don't know why I'm waving my hand right now, mm-hmm. but I am because I'm stretching He's a little using bit. So much body language. It's in ridiculous. His, and it's just me and you in here. We need to start doing videos instead. <laughs> Ooh, we'll set up the video next time. Um, so the first thing, and I'm, I've got a list here and throw in what, what you think, but keeping your routine as regular and as typical as possible. Your thoughts? You know, that is to assume that you have a pretty solid routine to, to begin with. If True. your routine Good point. is, uh, if, if maybe family coming into town and those family members happen to have better habits and move you in the right direction, I can totally foresee that, you know, being a positive influence on you. That's not the case of my family, but that sounds um, but really it, nice. That's not the case <laughs> as I'm sure that, Sorry, mom. uh, yeah, I'm sure that many folks, uh, when people come into town, it's not that it's a, you don't enjoy that time, 
but it's just more time that you're allocating towards thinking about other people. You're thinking about, you know, uh, making sure that your, your in-laws or whoever else are, are comfortable and, and wanting to go above and beyond so that your kids enjoy the holidays yeah. or getting gifts for somebody if that's your thing. Um, and so I think that, that really just trying you, to you make sure. You said that sure, so funny, like if that's your thing, like. You know, it's funny. There's very few people where that's not the thing, right? I like. Are you I'm, a person I'm, who doesn't? I'm give changing. Gifts? I'm I'm changing my perspective slowly over time. Like my wife and I, we're going to Mexico for Thanksgiving this year. It also happens to be her 30th birthday. Ooh, you're not coming to our house. Uh, that was my next question. I was going to ask you on the I'll, air. I'll be there for leftovers. Okay, good. Um, but so, it's uh, yeah, it's just like out of recognition that I mean, for us, it's her 30th birthday, so we're wanting to make that the point of emphasis instead of of she basically, you know, working really hard to work on a bunch of pies and and think about other people and ext- and extend herself for other people. She wants to uh make sure that we can uh, you know, celebrate this kind of big monumental birthday for her. That's huge. Where you got where in Mexico? Uh Tulum, Tulum, oh, Mexico. Oh, you're like going to like Cabo and then well, we're going to Tulum, like I just said. Right, but going. Tulum is right near Cabo. I don't even know where it's it at. Is. It but is. But yeah, it's, it's, like uh, it's going to be not a traditional Thanksgiving at all, which is the first time we'll have ever we'll have ever gone that route. But again, we just recognize like what that holiday experience is for us. And yeah. we're going to have many more of the traditional holiday experiences and Thanksgiving and spending it with family and stuff in your faces yeah. and all that. And I may still be stuffing my face to a degree in Tulum, but it'll be, Mexican um, food. But it'll be with Mexican food. Right. Uh, That's cool. I mean, that, Tulum's really cool. Bring some sunblock. We'll do. Because of the whole white, super yeah, white skin yeah, super, thing. Don't forget about that. Thing. Thanks a lot. Um, okay. That's awesome. I think it's very interesting. I would say, one of the things I would say that I wrote down is being real, being really realistic in your expectations of the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think people go into the holidays and they think like, Oh my God, I'm going to this party. This is going to be the best thing ever. I'm going to meet the perfect person or it's going to be super relaxing for me and the family. And, mm-hmm. and having a sense of reality of what really, what's probably going to happen and realizing like, if you're going to a family party and you know, your uncle Danny is a complete drunk and just someone who annoys you and gets on your nerves. Get it together, Uncle Danny. (laughs) Get it together, Uncle Danny. Um, That's just probably going to happen no matter what. Like that's just the, that's just the deal. So I think being really realistic in your expectations is so key during holidays. I think Mm -hmm. people have get really unrealistic expectations. And another way I think of that is like uh, in terms of time. So for me to drive from my office to here, takes eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Realistically during, you know, most of the year, that's not a big deal. But in the holidays, it's probably going to take me 25 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So like being realistic that it's going to just take longer. So that's one of the, one of the things. May, may I add to that? Of course. I'm starting to lose my train of thought. But before I do, I got there it back. It I got oh, it back. Go. Um, it's, it's really that control what you can control and yes. recognize and almost like plan and prepare for a little bit more chaos integrated into your life. Yep. Uh, if, if you know that your family comes into town and that does stress you out and, you know, every your, your mom, mom and dad stay with you and, and uh, they make it such that you have way less time to exercise or, yep. you know, their food uh, preferences are very different from yours. You have to control what you can control by maybe you're not able to make it into the gym that day, but you don't have to not do anything. Like you right. can take small little steps and, and create some little routine and or, you know, every time you wake up in the morning, get up and and put on a 15 minute yoga flow from YouTube or, or whatever right. it is. Uh, I just don't think that the excuse really flies that people can't find small ways to integrate, uh, you know, that stuff into their life. Um, and just because, you know, how or Thanksgiving, for example, is 
ex- you're expected to be overeating and and it's kind of a, a gluttonous holiday, if you will. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to be gluttonous in every element, you know, way you approach it. That doesn't mean you have to have the huge dinner and be as gluttonous as possible for the the leftovers and have three slices of pie with every meal. Like you can right. still enjoy that holiday and not necessarily go to that point where uh, it sets you back in a, a more substantial way than it has to. You can right. still enjoy those things and I think you should, but uh, you also have to recognize what the repercussions of, you know, going that yeah. going down that path for an entire month and a half or whatever it could be. I think another interesting thing to do that I've done in the past is to front load the day. So like on Thanksgiving, if I know I'm going to eat a lot and I'm going to eat a, like a lot of dessert and a lot uh, of sugar and a lot of stuff, I always try to get a workout in. And we're always in Phoenix, yeah. except for this year. Um, and so I've, oh, I've gone to like a different CrossFit gym every year cool. and get a workout in at mm-hmm. eight in the morning because then I'm, if nothing else, I got this great workout in. Totally. I come back and, you know, if I, even if I eat horribly for however long, um, I feel better about, I feel better about it. Not yeah. that much better, but a yeah. little bit better, so, which is good. <laughs> um, all right. So some other things. So. Here's one I think is super important is that regardless of where you work, what you do, whatever, is to schedule all of your meetings and everything that you're doing for the morning during the week. Mm-hmm. So try not to schedule too many things in the afternoon because it's way too easy to miss stuff. Traffic gets bogged down. I mean, if you've got a choice of doing a dentist appointment at 8.30 in the morning or 2.30 in the afternoon, my goal or my suggestion yeah, would always child. be- child. I don't go to the dentist. <laughs> you're a child. <laughs> okay. We're learning about Blake's hygiene habits. Yeah, we'll hygiene. come back to that on a different topic. You should go to the dentist. But anyway, do them in the morning. You get them out of the way, less chance of traffic. It's the same thing the way I feel about flying. Uh-huh. I always feel that you should fly in the morning because there's a better chance of the pilot really being awake and really feeling like, you know- like they have their shit. I didn't know this whole flying thing was an issue for you because you clearly have like put some thought into it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I do not like to fly. We're flying next week. I don't love already thinking about it, huh? Yeah. I don't, not a big fan. Not a fan. My girls love it. My wife doesn't seem to care. I don't like, I don't like being in something. Are you like forehead to the window staring out, staring out the door or no? can't look out the window. Why would you look out the window? It's only bad. That's only bad. Only bad things are out the window. (laughs) meditate or pray or something like that and have, you know, nope. the, I try to put, everyone hold your hand. Nope. I, I try to, I try to close my eyes with my earphones in uh, and just try to like either listen to music or watch a movie that's very like happy and light, like a comedy. Uh-huh. Like I can't even be a violent movie. It can't be like, it's got to be like mellow. I, I flew back from my brother's wedding in South America a couple years ago. And I wa- and it was, you know, an eight-hour flight or something like that. And I watched three tearjerker movies <laughs> back to back to back. No chance. And I can just – I was just watching this roller coaster ride of emotions. Yeah. And I would like all of a sudden be getting worked up. And then I'd look around me and be like, is anyone else like Does anyone else this care? way right now? <laughs> is anyone else's heart broken on yeah. this plane? Exactly. So um, I don't know that. I don't know if that's no, relevant to this. No, no. That was just a funny comment I had. Um, the, my go-to movie when I fly is major league because mm-hmm. you know, the baseball one, uh, St. Elmo's fire is good. Anything like that. Breakfast club, like anything where it's like pretty light, yeah. pretty chill. That's, that would be Understood. my thing. But anyway, that's, you know, and if, so if you're flying for the holidays, there's the thing, go for light movies. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a deep dude. We'll have to do a movie review uh, episode oh, one of these God, days. We really need to do that. All right, I'm going to put that on the list. Um, another thing I always suggest is to, is to do thing in off hours. Mm-hmm. So I do almost all of my Christmas shopping 
Monday mornings at like nine or 10 in the morning because no one is psychopath. No one's around when you're Mm -hmm. doing it. First of all, there's never any traffic. You can kind of get in and out. And then if it runs late, then you're just, you know, you're there and you can get lunch. What about you? Good idea. Um, I try to do, I try to stack my uh, shopping to like the same stores, for example, like, like there's probably two in the last six years, uh, Spy had a big warehouse sale where I would, I would get everyone $100 sunglasses, but they were really only like 15 bucks. Don't tell them that. And, uh, and so now that they know. worked out really well because I, you know, I was able to get stuff that people valued on some level. And so that, that was really helpful. I think that having a kind of a plan going into these things yes. can go a long ways as, a, uh, as opposed to just like... Talk more about that. What do you... I mean, what's your... What's your like? Do you I actively mean, think like, okay, I'm going to the holidays. Yeah. I need to have my shit. I mean, I have to think to about like, who am I getting gifts for? Jim um, I I will uh, also say that with my wife and I deciding to go to Tulum this year, we have decided that we are on some level wanting to advocate against the whole commercialization of these holiday seasons and by going to a resort in Mexico, like, well, you know, at least we're not staying, staying here and, uh, you know, eating a thousand pounds of gravy and stuffing and all that jazz. Um, but more so with regards to like Christmas and the idea that you have to get like a physical gift for every person in your life, I think is just escalated over time. And what do you have kids? I, and I can only imagine in the more, you know, it, relationships you have and the more like, uh, you know, bigger network in your world, uh, it only snowballs from there. And so it does, I don't know. I think that maybe trying to con- connect with the people in your life and talking about doing like a secret Santa would be a good idea Yeah, or just creating expectations around like, okay, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are we wanting to establish here? Like my wife and I don't get Valentine di- times day gifts for example right but that doesn't mean that we can't you know celebrate it going out to dinner or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah like totally. you can still try to find ways to not find the meaning like you know add up too much uh and all that jazz. yeah yeah makes sense one of the things that um uh i think is important too is to during the holidays there's so many you get so many requests for obligations right mm-hmm. there's so many things you feel like you should be doing and uh, you know, you get invited to this party or this happy hour, or this that, event. That never happens to me. What the heck? Uh, well, maybe this is for everyone else <laughs> except for Blake. Um, and so what I always try to think about in the holidays is to really avoid the shoulds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I should do this. I should do this for that person. I really, you know, this person who I'm not super close with invited me to this party. I really should go. And I really try to like set the expectation with myself that it's okay to say no to stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. okay to like, if it's something that's really important, maybe I can meet up with that person at a different time instead of their holiday party, which is in downtown San Diego. You know, it's like, it's and and thinking about like, what are the things that you feel like you should, like, I think it's important. Like I I was finding like, anytime you say the word should, it's such a guilt ridden word. Like Mm -hmm. I should work out more. I should stop eating chocolate at 10 o'clock. But I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna. And as opposed to saying, I get to like, you know, like I get to hang out with my friends from Stratum, you know, or I should go to this networking thing, downtown San Diego. It's just, it has like a different vibe to it. And I think being aware of those things and knowing like, okay, let's eliminate as many of these shoulds as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, people are like, I would say like, don't be afraid to not show up places and not go to things. People will actually almost respect you more and like you more. Like when you go, you know, you know, when you're the guy who, you know, you're the person, you're the guy or girl who shows up 
later and leaves earlier and isn't there long, you know, like, like the Seinfeld thing, like leave on a high note, get in. Get somebody, out. uh, somebody told me recently that they always try to leave a party when it's still like going down. Like I, you don't, yeah. you never want to be the last person to leave a party. Never. Uh, and that was like a selling the business there. They sold their business when it's good as opposed to like when it's in a bad Sell place. High. But I feel like that analogy still works here. It's the same. It's very similar. It's nice work too. Nice yeah, work, by the way. You. I think you crushed that one. Um, the other thing is planning ahead for parties, mm-hmm. like planning ahead for parties and knowing like, okay, here are the five parties I have to go to between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And what does that look like? So may, may I ask, since you are mm-hmm. a parent with a couple little kids, what is a one who's almost taller than I am now, by the way. <laughs> is that really is that really true? Yeah. Dang. But uh, she's gonna be dunking in no time. Yeah, she is. Um how many parties do you realistically have to attend over the over the course of Thanksgiving to uh end of, you know, maybe the new year? We you know, I say no to there's a lot of like peripheral work ones that we yeah. get invited to that I just say no to. Right? Yeah, I just yeah. say, like, Oh, we've got plans or whatever. And you know, a lot of times if you say something like, We have plans, well, plans can be that you know, we're sitting home and watching modern family reruns, you know, all night. Totally. That's plans. Um, Jesus, we're not that popular. We probably, we probably get invited to five or six and we probably go to a couple of them, but there's yeah. just other things like, you know, the holiday parade in Encinitas that we go to, which we love. Yeah. Right. And there's usually stuff around that. And then some of our other friends will have a party and then we have a new year's Eve party. Um, so I try, like, I, I like to have the routine of the holidays be the same where there's certain things that we're always going to do. Mm-hmm. And then any, any additional stuff that we choose to do is great. My big thing is I, I'd rather hang out with some close friends and just do stuff with them totally. than go to a big party where our close friends are at and spend 15 minutes talking to them yeah. and, and move on. Like, may, I think that's a pain in the ass. May I ask what, what things, you know, two to five things over the holiday season are the things you most look forward to. And maybe that is Thanksgiving lunch or dinner, or maybe it's some, uh, meetup, you know, I don't, maybe you go surfing the the morning of Thanksgiving every yeah. year with a group of friends. Like, are there any of those activities that usually stand out to you that you always yeah. most look forward to? I would say one of the ones that jumps out is the holiday parade, downtown Encinitas. Mm-hmm. The girls love going to that. I like going to that. We always end up running into a bunch of people down there. We meet people down there. That's always super fun. Um, Thanksgiving with my mom is great. She loves Thanksgiving. So that's always like a really just a fun day. Um, There's always random people around that day. I like doing Christmas Eve. We drive around and look at lights Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Christmas is really mellow. Like I don't get out of I don't get out of my sweatpants all day on Christmas. Like Christmas is a pretty mellow, chill day. It's awesome. I go many, so many days that I'm wearing sweatpants that right? I'm in no position to judge. It is really, you <laughs> shouldn't. And then we usually have a, um, every year for like the last 10 years, we've had a, a New Year's Eve party and sometimes they're bigger yeah. and we'll have 40 or 50 people there. And a lot of times it's smaller. Uh, who's we, meaning you at your house? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. With like a lot of families that come by and I've invited you a couple of times. You've never shown up. So I don't know if I'll have you? invite you. Have you invited me? I have. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can several times. Show? Yeah. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That's it's unreal. Really screwed up. We're now, we're now getting to an uncomfortable, okay uncomfortable to moment. No. It is okay to say no to these Clearly things. you're accepting. You're, you've taken the avoid the shoulds. <laughs> yeah. To heart. <laughs> Advice to heart. I should totally go to that. <laughs> I, sh- I should go to that since I was invited, but I don't want to. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's not like it's not like a ton, but I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, have a lot more stuff work wise as well on top of all this, and yeah. it's like the lunches you get invited to, or like this title rep wants to take you out for lunch, and this person wants to do this for you, and da 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 da. Yeah, and it's great. I love the thought, 
but I don't necessarily need to, I don't need someone to ask me to go to lunch for me to know that they think that, you know, they, they value our friendship in the yeah, same yeah. way that I don't ask them to go to lunch, even though I value their friendship. Totally. The time really to hang out with people, in my opinion, is January. Because no and one has all, any plans and all year long, the rest of the and year, and all year long, yeah. the rest of the year. So I think that that's I think that that's that's key. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, one thing. One thing I wanted to say too is the idea of being early everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in the holidays. Everything takes twice as long to travel, and you know, cruising around town. Like being early everywhere is huge. Totally, and it just makes it. I feel like you walk in a place if you're early. Something starts at ten. You're there at nine forty five you're the most relaxed person in the place because you just, you know, you've got all your shit ready to go. Everyone else like rolls. And we were talking earlier about class and people who show up super late. Mm-hmm. We know the guy we're talking about, thinking mm-hmm. about, and like, that's gotta be stressful at some level. Totally. Right. To show up late. For Nobody a likes apologizing. And you know, that whole, I, I really, I really don't like apologizing yeah. on any level. I'm not a big fan. It's true. Even, even when he should, even when he I never, should, he never, he there's never my does. should rule though. Yeah. Um, the last thing I would say before we get into finishing the year strong in terms of surviving the holidays is I think that, and I want your perspective on this, I think people get so wrapped up in their own shit. Mm-hmm. You get wrapped up in the presents you have to get and your, you know, your, your, how your to-do list exponentially grows and you don't have any time and da 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 I think it's always really important if you can is to do like some acts of service and make them anonymous. Like some, and when I say anonymous, I mean like, you don't like wear a mask it. when you pick up stuff on wear the beach. Wear a mask. Wear the ma- wear a mask, or just don't post it on Instagram. Oh, there you don't go. Don't post it on Facebook. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Don't tell everyone in the world. I like to think whenever somebody posts that they, you know, serve food at a soup kitchen, they're just saying, "I'm better." Than look you. at me. Yeah, look <laughs> at me. Look what I did today. And I think that, um, you know, an easy way to do this, which we've done in the past, and I, you know, we had a streak where I was doing this on my birthday was. Making a bunch of sandwiches sounds crazy, but just making a bunch of sandwiches and just driving up to where they're homeless and just handing out sandwiches. Like I would love to have a sandwich handed out to me just right. walking and around. And you're not even homeless. Yeah. You're not even homeless. And just think of like that. I mean, I, I we used to do that on my birthday. We used to do that on Thanksgiving in, in Phoenix and we would go and like we would just like and not and we wouldn't it was not it was never organized. It was never like because sure. I, I there's no way in hell I'm gonna get that organized on a holiday, but it's more like Let's make a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Let's go spend two hours driving around, giving it out. Yeah. They That's don't know awesome. who we are. We don't, really? you know, and we don't, you know, it's not like we're um, blasting it on social media or whatever. And really for me, I think it's something that you get more out of mm-hmm. than what you're doing for the other person. I feel like I'm, I'm on a soapbox right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like you get more out of it and it's something that's super easy to do mm-hmm. and you don't have to put it all over social media and it just i think most importantly it gives you perspective on the rest of the time totally right because if you see someone who's like 25 years old who's homeless living on the beach in Carlsbad and you're giving them their meal for the day mm-hmm. it kind of changes your thinking about like oh shit like i haven't gotten a bottle of wine for that cocktail party i'm going to later on tonight yeah. it makes you change your, your thought. perspective yeah. on like what's really important and valuable and how fortunate you probably are to ha- be concerned right. by such little problems as getting a bottle of wine for this, you know, yeah. party when the person's not going to care or think about it, do it right. anyway. Right. And but, that, I think it's so true. And I think you can do, you can do a lot of good for those people. And, and it just, I don't know. I feel like it makes, it's, it sounds, it might sound stupid, but I, I think it's kind of a cool thing to do, but just do me a favor. If you do it, don't post it all over Instagram. 
Post it in Tag Jim. <laughs> <laughs> post it. In. Don't post it in Tag Jim either. Anything else? Surviving the holidays before we get to finish the yeah, show. I think that's it. I think just just own it and make sure that you're very in in sync with uh, what your intention is for the holiday season. All right, and um, we're going to come back to the whole thing about you guys choosing to go to Mexico instead of coming to our house sure. for Thanksgiving. But yeah. whatever, that's that's fine. If I had known that there was an invitation, that that would have had to have been a. a Thanksgiving and birthday party for Jessica all wrapped into one though. So that's a bit, that's, a you know, my mom, commitment. my mom loves throwing that's parties. True. So this that is not is like, you're you kidding me. You throw a birthday on top of her yeah. favorite holiday. <laughs> she loves that. The best day ever. Best day ever. All right. So let's talk about finishing the year strong. Um, I feel like this isn't something that people talk a lot about. I feel like this time of year, everyone's stressed and they're just sort of limping to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get the end. You see that? I see it every single day. In fact, I have lived it many times myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think happens in the last couple of months of the year? Why do? Why do? Why does? Pe- why do most? A lot of people just let everything just kind of go to shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it depends on how you how you would define let it go to shit. I do think like the I I haven't spent time in the corporate world, but I know that people that are in kind of the, a corporate environment they just tend to get consumed by. Uh, now it's time to f- focus on your own personal life and your family and you know all of the the dot in the i's and crossing the t's that have to come with getting things in line for the holiday season yep um so people tend to be less proactive and and be less ambitious with those types of goals and people just have more on their plate like if you do yeah. have all these uh tons of obligations then you have less time to think about yourself and your own personal needs that exist, whether other shit's going on or not. Yep. Um, and I think it's the, it's probably kind of the same thing for any, any bur- busy person who bites off more that they can chew, except that more people are doing that on a regular basis because yeah. <clears throat> everyone's true. buying shit and going to parties and, yep. you know, having social engagements. And so, um, I think the, a lot of the, you know, conversations that we have, we've had previously in, in regards to, Try to make sure you are conscientious of what you want the end of the year to look like. And if you're comfortable letting go of a little bit of work productivity or making, you know, recognizing that your um, exercise regimen is not going to be the primary focus, that doesn't mean that you still can't be proactive and you still can't, you know, uh, take care of yourself. Right. But, uh, you just have to be very conscientious and clear that that you may have to sacrifice that if you want to put all your eggs in the you know Christmas basket. <laughs> eggs in the, or, is yeah. that, or is that Easter? I forget. Um, I don't know. But again, we are we're the two guys who didn't know Wizard of Oz was the name of the movie. So that's true. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really I think that's important. I mean, if you think, if you think about kind of where we are now, where we are at now, it's like two months left in the year, sixty days. There's a sh- just a shitload of potential delays mm-hmm. coming up and expectations coming up over the next, um, uh, you know, next two months. Lots of time wasters, lots of like running into people on the street or at coffee or at lunch. And they say, oh, what are you doing for the holidays? Oh, da-da-da, we should get together. And all of a sudden, you're booking a lunch with someone that you really don't want to hang out with just because you ran into them at, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we should place. totally get lunch over the holiday season. We should totally. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm kind of, I think I'm busy that day, but let's totally yeah, do it in January. Yeah, January's, January's our month, dude. January's looking good. January's looking good. Um, and then the other thing, like you talked about a little bit, but like people are usually super stressed out this time of year. Mm-hmm. People are also like, they're stressed. They're late everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't like being late as it is. And, and it drives me nuts when other people are late. And I think that this time of year is like, everyone's just like, 
everyone has like kind of a built-in excuse of like, oh, I can just be late because it's the holidays. Yeah. Um, and there's just a, there seems to be a lot more angst in the air, you know, because people are running around doing shit. But anyway, so I had some thoughts on how to finish the year strong. So I don't know what you think about this. First one I had was, because you brought this up numerous times, is to get more sleep if possible and to wake up earlier so you can get your shit done. Totally. I don't know how to follow up with that other than saying I don't know. I think that is not only applicable during the holiday season, but people are better people when you're more well rested. If I get like six hours of sleep versus you're eight hours of sleep, your coaching goes way like, down. Dude. Yeah, my coaching goes way down for one, even worse. Um, but just like it's the, it's like, you know, eight hours of sleep. The world is a beautiful place. I'm curious about things. <laughs> I have positive interactions. And at six hours, I'm just like, you know, I hate you all. Uh, you're ruining my life. And, and get out I of just, here. Yeah, just get out of my face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just has such huge implications from a physiological level to a just worldview level. I think yeah. it's just one of the, the biggest things that people can do for themselves and yeah. not stay up and watch the same Charlie Brown Christmas special that you've seen every year and even especially though, if you're 28 years old even, yeah. still <laughs> even <laughs> if you do, even if you you do it every year and you never enjoy it all that much like it's totally fine to do away yeah. with those dumb little rituals and routines that like nobody even enjoys this much at, at this point they're just kind of doing it because it's habitual and yeah it's just what you do my concern on a different topic and we're gonna put it just as a, a tangent my concern for you is reddit I feel like once I, you get deep into Reddit, this is going to be a major problem in your life. I I am afraid. I I need. To, I should just delete that app now you before I before we'll I talk I more jump about in. That yeah, totally. Because I think there's. <laughs> I think that could be a problem. May, may I make an analogy? Of Have course. You, there's this video on the internet. I don't know if you heard of the internet, but there's this video the out there that, that I absolutely this. love, in which there's a bunch of kids in high school that are trying to like taunt their buddy into jumping into this puddle and the kid's like standing there and it's rain you know it's pouring in rain and he has his backpack on and all this stuff and he jumps in the puddle expecting he's you know they're like laughing because he's gonna get his shoes all all wet and they're trying to taunt him with like five bucks or something to do it and he jumps in and he and he goes entirely plunged you know <laughs> over his head in water because evidently this is a manhole that is flooded no, no way, really. <laughs> and he That's comes out and he's friends, just like where dude. did that shit come from some lame friends oh, doing man. that but how funny would that have been if uh, if that was your buddy back in the day? Oh my goodness, it was, that's mean. I, I don't know. I don't. Well, a I don't know that the friends knew that it was a manhole. Oh, like, it, okay, it, that's different. It's very possible that they did. That's and, different. Uh, either way, I just don't know how it's relevant. But that's relevant to like you that. going into Reddit. Oh yes, US. that's yes, that's, that's, that's what the why. analogy is. is I'd, be, I'd yeah. go in there with just expecting to dabble, yeah. and before I'd be, you know, and that ha- and I think that that's you know, tying that back into the conversation. That's kind of like you know those time wasters. Especially in the holidays, they will hit you hard. Yeah. I found that plenty of times. It's like, oh, it's 930 at night. Everyone in my house is asleep. I'm just going to go on Reddit and read Boston Celtics. Yeah. And then like I'm now, you know, four hours later deep into like, you know, Larry Bird's second season and what he did, you know, what he averaged on his three points. Playing your 15th game of Candy Crush in a row. Right. (laughs) Except I don't ever play video games, but that's, I don't know why, but I never did. Um I think also finishing the, to finish the year strong, working out more. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of things you can do that might be counterintuitive that when I've done them, they seem to work really well, like actively trying to work out more. So if you go three days a week, try to go four days a week in the mm-hmm. holidays. Totally. Um, I've done probably the best I've ever felt in my life. I did a sugar cleanse, not where I just ate just sugar, mm-hmm. but where I had no sugar at all. I started it the day after Thanksgiving and I did it through New Year's mm-hmm. and I felt fantastic and it was hard, 
but in many ways it was it was actually easier than trying to like uh what do you call it what's that word moderate myself yeah right because you go to a party and there's a plate of cookies yeah right if you're like oh i'll just have one cookie for me one cookie turns it to seven snowballs man yeah because one equals seven when it comes to cookies totally right but if you're if you're on a thing where like <clears throat> you're just not doing it you see the plate of cookies you're like zero is zero is zero is zero you can't have any you'll be bummed you can't have them but like <laughs> you're not having any this is a math podcast now. it's a math <laughs> podcast which is weird because i could barely spell math i just think it's sometimes easier it's kind of like someone says you know i'm vegetarian 90 percent of the time yeah that's fucking hard to do. It's way easier to do I'm vegetarian 100% of the time Yeah, because it just means all the time. Yeah. So the times I've, I, so I think being a little counterintuitive to finish the year, work out more, try and get a little bit maybe more stringent on your diet. I think it's one of those things that will either be, make you super successful at it or you'll fail miserably. <laughs> I don't think that there's <laughs> a middle ground. Flames. I, in, in my experience, <clears throat> I think that that strategy can be super successful for some people who yeah. uh, they're, if, if you're super rigid, that person might have a hard time transitioning into, oh, it's okay if I eat this one meal on Thanksgiving and that right. could be the thing that like snowballs and, and you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, and then, uh, you know, to, I think it's totally fair to your point. I, I kind of operate the same way where if I don't have the food in I shot, then I can do a really good job of not thinking about it, not worrying about it. I feel right. fine. But if I have that first bite of cookies, which is why you were trying to derail me a couple of weeks ago when you brought an entire box of cookies in here. Yeah. And I will say successfully, I had one. You only had one? And I let it go and I didn't, and I didn't touch it again. And uh, that is the best I've ever done on self-regulating myself. And, I, and it didn't derail me as I was expecting it to. And I'm sitting strong. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, I'm very impressed you. by thank that. Thank you very much. I'm sorry to have... Uh, or I'm happy to have I'm happy to have contributed to your your Testing angst me. over that. It was yeah. awesome. Um, next thing on my list, mm-hmm. moving down, is how to finish and how to finish the year strong is to do a mini year in review. So think of the things that like what happened this you know what happened this year. And so the three questions that I have are: What are the three things that you're thankful for this year? What went better than actually you expected it to go? But then also, what didn't go as well? as you had planned. So can you talk through that a little bit? You don't have to give us your things, but give me some ideas. Can you tell me the first one again? What are three things you're, you're thankful for this year? As you look I mean, back I, on your I, my, my first thought would be going into kind of compartmentalizing that and recognizing that those things can be in different facets of your life. Like maybe job, you know, your work didn't go as, as much as you wanted, or maybe you're kind of laying the foundation for, more forward progress and that's perfectly okay. But maybe there's other facets that, um, was really a positive thing. Or even if something like, I I think just framing, framing things in a, in a way that creates positivity is a really valuable uh, approach there because like the part of the life experience is like not everything goes according to plan and not everything goes your way. But if you recognize that it's very much a learning opportunity and, uh, you know, as as long as it didn't do irreparable damage, then you can kind of move forward with that new intel yeah. and create better plans and better strategies to kind of go in the direction with your life that you you want to. Yeah. What do you think actually went better for you this year than you thought? I feel like this year I did I did a good job of taking back a lot of my time, which oh interesting. Uh, now I oh that's yeah that's interesting. Like the. <clears throat> That had just been such a major theme as my business is going to is six and a half year, years old now. And I'd say for the first 
five, five and a half years, it was primarily predominantly powered by two people. Yeah. Um, and I took those, all of the responsibilities and took them all very seriously. Um, and part of it, like there's certain things that I, that I just value less. And I'm just like, you know, it's okay if I don't do that because I'm going to go to bed and not going to worry about it tonight. Yeah. And right. And I just like, <laughs> am more confident knowing like what things are most important to like the, you know, my own life and the satisfaction of the customers that I have in my business and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I am just very glad to be in a position where I have way more, uh, flexibility in my time than I probably did, did a year ago. Hmm. That's cool. I like that. Um, one of the thing I th- always think too, is when you're doing a mini year in review and I've done this is like, you really have to, and this is a lesson for me. And I think it's, you know, for a lot of other people too, is to release guilt about what you didn't do well mm-hmm. in the previous year. So I think of like goals that I had set that I just like, just didn't hit. Yeah. Right. And just be like, I didn't hit them. There's no chance of me getting back from it totally. at this point. It just, it is what it is. And like, you're just moving on from that. And I think that that's something that's key. Um, may, may I add to that? It's a, it, because the whole goal setting thing, I have a love hate relationship with because yeah. I, I am very driven by wanting to quantify progress. And, <laughs> and like, that's a big part of, you know, exercise culture and, and way that, that like the, brain can kind of process information. Sure. We're always, I, you're always tracking everything. But, but I recognize how limited it is to like try to quantify every, everything under the sun. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that you have to be much more process oriented. So if instead of saying, I want to achieve X, I want to achieve this amount of revenue or I want to make this much in sales or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's like, I want to take this many meetings or I want to, uh, you know, work out this many times in a given week or a month or a year on average. And if you take that process oriented approach, that's going to give you a, the opportunity more likely, I think to achieve those things as a byproduct, as opposed to, you know, you can't control the outcome of if you make X amount of money or if you You can only control it, you can only show it. And so that's, that's all I would have to say on, on kind of that front. I think I I would agree that I think goal, like the whole goal setting thing is, um, um, I think they'll, whole goal setting thing is, is an interesting thing because you're, you know, you're so focused, you're so focused on, or so many people have said like, Hey, you know, you have to, they have to be super specific and measurable and da da da. And I think that that's all wonderful and good. But I also think that like, you really need to look at what the impact is and is it the right goal for you to set? Like, are you mm-hmm. really like, and I, I'm trying to do that now is like, think of like, what's the impact I'm trying to create for 2019? Totally. What, what is the impact I created in 2018? How did that relate to money and spirit, spirituality and, you know, mindset and friends and family and everything else and mm-hmm. look at it from that perspective. So I think, I think kind of what you're talking about is a more holistic way of looking at it versus something that's maybe not as holistic and, and a little bit more clear cut. Um, Last thing, the very last thing we'll talk about, because then we have to start class because people are in here and I need to go get my PR on. That's right. And in, in whatever. Get it, baby. Doing. I'm going to get pedal. I'm going to kettlebell PR. Like we're going to use like the 10 pounders today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, is yeah, it, it's really, we talked, we talked about this before, but to focus on progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. And like, so who are you as the person you are right now, Blake? And what are you going to be in the next 12 months. I'm not even saying you have to answer that, but I, you know, but I'm curious as to your, you know, as to your thoughts on that. Like, what do you think that way or? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm fortunate and I'm not somebody who, uh, based upon just my nature am not, 
cursed with that uh, expectation of perfection for myself. Uh, and I, and I know, and I know, I a no lot idea how, what an understatement that is. And, it's unbelievable. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm just, I, I just totally let myself go. Uh, I know a lot of people who, for who that is the case and it's paralyzing because it, it leads to a lot of, um, over internalization of the results I find. Yeah. And it, the, I find that the, that person's, uh, much more fragile and being set off of the path that they want because it's kind of this like, like oh, I'll start my diet on the first of the month or I'll start mm-hmm. the diet on a Monday or I I didn't even work out today. I'm a piece of shit. I feel worse about myself and yeah. now I want to do other things that make me feel better and often yeah. those habits are not the healthiest thing. So I just find that it really snowballs Yeah. Um, where I do very much try to create and integrate a, a a more lenient approach with myself and like with the people I work with and connect with. And I think that like life is too, there's too chaotic and there's too many variables to like think that you can control everything. Right. And that you have any control of the outcomes of what you're trying to work towards. Cause if everything was easy to do, then like everybody would do it. Yeah. Everybody would do it. Um, and so again, I, I feel very fortunate to not be cursed with that idea that I need (laughs) to be perfect in anything. Um, but I at least do try to, you know, I try to, strive towards you know goal yeah. i have goals myself and uh, i do have one little small note that uh came to mind because you had brought up the idea of like creating goals and you know you're not always the best at evaluating yourself right i had done exactly that with some training related goals probably eight or nine years ago at this point and it's funny because it sits in it's like taped with electrical tape in my parents garage right that i see like twice a year when i'm you know back home or something like that and it's funny because I'll glance at some of those things and some of the goals that were long-term goals in my mind, I achieved in like three months. <laughs> and then some of those things, I'm still not like close to, to accomplishing. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was obviously reflecting like how, you know, I, I just, just didn't have a very good reference point as to what was realistic for me. Um, but in some cases, you way overshoot that. And in other cases, you, you're yeah. not even close in the other direction. There's a funny story I want to tell based on what you just said, and uh-huh. I'm worried about telling because I feel like this is going to come back, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Yeah. So back when Kelly and I first got together and we had, um, uh, we lived in Cardiff before we had kids, I had a list of goals on the back of the door in the office, right? One of my goals was to touch my toes because I have really yeah. bad <laughs> flexibility. And Kelly made the mistake. I mean, the mistake. Kelly actually told Kaya that, my uh-huh. oldest daughter, and they can't stop ever laughing about the fact that <laughs> one of daddy's goals was to touch his toes. Yeah. They thought it was hysterical. Can you touch your toes with a bent knee? With bent I mean, knee. yeah, sure. Oh, you just did. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. Anything else? I think that does it for me. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Should we go, we go and work? Are you ready to bring your coaching A game right now? Uh, B or C today at least. Okay, cool. That's yeah. good enough. That's, that's all close we need. Enough. That's <laughs> all we need. All right. I don't need to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're just looking for progress. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Blake. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.